Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. So tonight we're going to talk about respect. And um, respect is a feeling of admiring someone or something that's good, valuable, important. Uh, etc. There's all kinds of things that kind of come under that umbrella. It's a feeling or understanding that someone or something is important, serious, and should be treated in an appropriate way. Um, it's an unbiased consideration regard for the rights and needs of others, recognizing the the inherent worth of all people. That's kind of what we were heard tonight. Like you're respecting all people even though you don't agree with them or whatever, you respect them. And it's, it's also being sensitive to the needs, opinions, and belief, beliefs of others. And first and foremost, I believe we, we need to respect God. That's the most important, number one, of all. And then I think if we respect God, it helps us, you know, kind of just trickles down and helps us respect others and even ourselves. So to respect God is to... Honor God, to respect God, is to be in awe of God. Um, one of the titles of the baby that was foretold to be born in Bethlehem was Wonderful. You know, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father, Mighty God, uh, Wonderful Counselor. But that wonderful really means full of wonder. You know, like when you, you know, like, like you're just like one of those eyes open wide, Mouth hanging open, like, whoa, this is God, wonder, awe, you know, like awe, short for awesome, you know. And to fear God is to respect God, to reverence Him. Leviticus 9.23, uh, during the time when, the early time in the uh, wilderness, when the children of Israel had left Egypt, Moses and Aaron uh went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. Verse 24, And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. That's respect. Not like There's nobody like yawning in that crowd. Like, oh, yeah, is it time for lunch? Nobody was doing that. They fell on their faces when the glory of God came down and the fire came because they had put the uh, the sacrifice out and God's fire came down and took it all up. And when the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. So to respect God is to hold him in the highest regard. To respect God is to highly esteem his word. Amen. Because God is his word and his word is him. Amen. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And, you know, we, we know that the, the, the all the creation days in Genesis 1, he said, let there be and there was, because as soon as it came out of his mouth, it came to be. You know, and that's why the Bible said God calls those things that are not as though they were, because as soon as he calls it, it is what he says it is. And that's that's mind blowing. So, to highly esteem his word is to respect God. 
Amen. Job 23, 12, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I've esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So that's powerful. Now, so we, we need to respect God. And then in turn, you know, God respects people. Or in other words, he's also not a respecter of people, which is kind of like a, uh, an antonym or the opposite of what you think respect is. In other words, God doesn't play favorites. Respect in this way is partiality or favoritism, and God is a whosoever will God. God is whoever wants to be saved, whoever wants to drink of the water of life freely can. And so he doesn't, he, he, uh, he respects everyone, in, no matter what their station in life is, no matter what their financial status, or if they have a big name, or if they're famous or not famous, or whatever. They might be down and out, or an outcast, or, you know, people in society that kind of, the for, they're forgotten people. He, he respects everybody. God's no respecter of person, so he respects people, actually, in doing that. Acts 10.34 then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And he said that after, because, you know, the Jews, they were kind of like to themselves, and they thought they had a corner on God for a while there, uh, and corner on the God's market, so to speak. And when it came to the Samaritans, which were half Jews and half non-Jews, or when it came to the, what we call the Gentiles, which were completely non-Jewish people, they wouldn't even like eat with those kind of people. You know, they, you know, it was very hypocritical or whatever. But then when, when Peter was sent to Cornelius, the Roman centurion in Acts chapter 10, after he had prayed and, and prayed and prayed and God sent an angel and said, send for Peter. And Peter came and said, I can't, you know, I can't go there because I'd be, I'm going to get in trouble from, you know, all the, these Jewish leaders in the church because I'm sitting there, I went to a Gentile's home. <gasps> oh no, you know, they, they just, they couldn't perceive doing that. But God said, you know, don't call them unclean who I say are clean. In other words, Jesus was saying, you know what? This church, this gospel, this, this wonderful message, it's going to be for everybody. Jews, Samaritans, Gentiles, everybody. And Romans 2.11 said, for there is no respect of persons with God. God, that means God respects all people and all people are qualified to be saved. I mean, there's nobody that can come in this church and we would say, no, you can't be saved here. Let me give you an address of somewhere down the road. No, we'd never say that. We would say, no, you're, you, you know, I don't care if somebody's like, oh, who's that? Or, you know, because you know, there's so many cliques in certain churches or there's issues here or there, whatever. But, you know, whoever comes in here, whosoever will, we want to love them, we want to pray for them. We just say, yeah, you, you can repent. We'll baptize you. God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. He loves you. He wants to give you the same gift he wants to give anybody else. Amen. So God is no respecter of person. He's not partial. He doesn't have favorites. And that leads to, so we respect God. God respects everybody. And we need to respect everyone like God respects everyone. There should be no respect of persons in our life either. You know, sometimes people, we size people up. But, you know, I, I hope nobody was sizing me up when I needed to be saved. Oh, like, oh, no. 
talk to him. He probably doesn't want it. No, yeah, I look like I don't want it but at the time, you know. Uh, but everybody really, whether they realize it or not or know it or not, they want it. This is the greatest life. Amen. And it's not just the greatest life on earth because he had promised abundant life, but in, you know, eternal life someday. That's really what we're looking at because eternity is way, 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 way longer than, you know, if you live 80 or if you're, you know, blessed to live 90 years or 100 years. That's dropping the bucket to eternity. So we need to respect others. Deuteronomy 1.17, you shall not respect persons in judgment, but you shall hear the small as well as the great. It's not talking about size, tall people and short people. It's talking about stature and what people think or, you know, you know who you are. You shall not be afraid of the face of man, for the judgment is God's, and the cause that is too hard for you, bring it unto me, and I will hear it. That's what Moses was was telling him, but we're not going to be respecter of people to where we pick and choose. You know, we, we need to be fair to everybody because God's fair. Amen. And he's more than fair. He's just. It's even more than fair. Deuteronomy 16, 19, thou shalt not rest judgment. In other words, rest is like wrestling, like twist. It's like another word. The rest means twist. Don't twist judgment. You know, based on, you know, being a respecter of person. Thou shalt not respect persons, neither take a gift. Now, when you say a gift, oh, I like gifts, but this is a bribe. That's what that, that's what that word gift means. For a bribe or a gift, it blinds the eyes of the wise and perverts the words of the righteous. So here, you know, here's some little something off the side, you know. How about if you pick me, you know? No, that's not what Jesus wouldn't do that. I remember that story when Jesus and, and the, the apostles, disciples, were in Jerusalem and they were near the temple and they were near where the, like the treasury part of the temple were, where everybody gives their offerings. And uh, all the apostles were looking at all the, like the big shots, walking in with these big old bags of money and just throwing them in the thing. And they go, oh, Peter, did you see that? Ella, oh my goodness, Bartholomew. Oh, my, John, did you, man, that guy threw a bigger bag than that guy. Man, I could live, a, you know, 10 years off of that one bag. And Jesus didn't pay attention to none of that. And then all of a sudden, Jesus said, hey, did you see that? What? That old lady right there. No, we, we have no interest in her. We're looking at these big shots. Oh, well, what did she do? What did she do? Well, you know, they're saying, oh, well, she threw in two mites. And a mite was less than a penny. You know, like one of our pennies. I don't even, you know, I don't believe in good luck, so I'm not even going to bend over and pick up a penny because I'm going to have a problem with my back. You know, forget the luck. You, someone else can have that penny. You know, what's a penny worth? Can't even buy a piece of candy anymore. Like we used to buy penny candy. One piece per penny. Yeah, 100 pieces with a dollar. You know, you take your allowance, go down and buy 100 pieces of candy at TGNY, walk home with the big bag of 100 pieces of candy, feeling like pretty good. Of course, half of it's gone by the time you walk that two miles back home. But anyway, I digress. So she throws in two mites, which barely, barely even make one of our pennies today. And Jesus said, stop the presses, hold the phone. What, what, what? Did you see what she did? What did she do? She threw in two mites. So what? She gave more than all these guys put together. What? There's like 
there's, there's another riddle that Jesus is trying to get across to the disciples because he said, these guys were given out of, like, they, they could burn this money. They didn't even need it or whatever. And they were just throwing it. He said, she gave more than all of them because she gave out of her living. Like that was her milk money or that was her, her grocery money, you know. And so the Lord looks at people way different than people look at people. So be your no respecter. Don't don't take bribes. Don't don't the, don't let your, your the eyes of the, you know, usually the wise and the righteous you know they're judging correctly. But when they get skewed with a gift, a bribe, or just you know letting their five senses run away with them, then things could you know have a problem. Proverbs twenty four twenty three. These things also belong to the wise. It is it is not good to have respect of persons in judgment. It's like my wife said, respect needs to be earned. You know, it needs to be it can it needs to be commanded and not demanded. In other words, that word commanded means not like I command you to respect me. No, it means because of the way I carry myself, because of the way I treat you and I treat others, and you see how I treat others, then then you know, and then it just come it comes. You know, sometimes uh, you know, you see people that are starting to like one another, like a, a couple or whatever, and the one of the one person in the relationship treats the other person, you know, like gold, but that person treats other people like trash. So that person that is getting treated like gold, they need to open their eyes and see this person might be treating me like that, but they're treating other people like trash. Hey, I'm gonna be down the road like trash. And so, um, respect has to be earned. It cannot be forced. Respect for others is important. Respect their space. Respect their property. That's important, right? Like you, some of you were saying, like if I, if somebody respects me, I'm more apt to respect them. You know, uh, respect the sanctity of life. You know, I, I respect the sanctity of life. This church respects the sanctity of life from the womb to the tomb. That means from, you know, from conception, not from birth, from conception to, to someone taking their last breath. We need to respect life. That means you respect your elderly. You respect the, the helpless kids. Amen. And, it's a re and I believe it's important to respect authority in your life. I think that we already talked about that a little bit. Like elders, that's authority in your life. You need to respect the office. That's the most important thing. Respect the office. Respect the position. Amen. And it's important to respect your parents. To honor them. That's respecting. Amen. The first commandment with promise. What was the promise? That you'll live long on the earth. That's a nice promise. Amen. James chapter 2, verse 1, said, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel, there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and you have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, or the fine fancy clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and you say to the poor guy, 
stand thou here or sit here under my footstool, are you not then partial in yourselves and are become judges of evil thoughts? Now just picture this. It's talking about the assembly. So like they're having church and like some fanso danso guy walks in, you know, you know, walk and go, oh yeah, 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 come on up here. I don't know the seating arrangements in the church or whatever, but they must have had nice seats and not so, I don't know, whatever in the early days. And yeah, yeah, you sit here. And then some you know, poor person comes in and, you know, maybe they're torn clothing or whatever. Yeah, you sit over here on the floor or here under my footstool. And and can you imagine? I can't even imagine. And he said, he goes, are you not partial? Are you not become judges of evil thoughts? If you fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. No matter who the neighbor is and how they look and whatever, they need Jesus. Ye do well. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced. That word convinced means convicted of the law as transgressors. Amen. Can you imagine? So, I can't imagine. So, I don't want to imagine. So. Amen. That's why everybody, everybody's got a good seat here. Every seat's a good seat. Amen. Praise God. One person said one of the most sincere forms of respect is actually listening to what another has to say. Amen. Another person said, we don't need to share the same opinions as others, but we need to be respectful. And I think that's important. You don't have to agree. People can be on the opposite ends of the spectrum on all kinds of things in life. But you can respect, be respectful. And one person said, I like this, the final test of a gentleman is his respect for those who can be of no possible service to him. Think of that. Like, what can you do for me? Oh, then maybe I'll respect you. But they're saying, if this person maybe can't add anything, you know, of what people think in their lives that would be something beneficial, and they still show them respect, that's good. Amen. And lastly, we need to respect ourselves. I think I, you know, I think in the opening question, we heard pretty much all of these categories uh, talked about. And Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine, the second commandment, the greatest commandment of all is love God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul. The second of greatest commandment is like unto it. It's right up there with that commandment. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You see, we, your neighbor, is made in God's image like you. So God created your neighbor, and that's why he said that second commandment is right up there underneath that first one. In fact, he said the whole law and prophets of the Old Testament can be summed up in those two commandments. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So loving your neighbor is respecting your neighbor. Loving yourself is respecting yourself. And we need to respect ourselves. Some people that don't respect themselves have a hard time respecting others. That's the issue. And one person said respect for ourselves guides our morals Respect for others guides our manners. And that's important. And respect for yourself, uh, respect yourself if you would have others respect you. And I think we already uh, talked about that. So that's awesome. So God, his word, and his spirit 
when we have those working in our lives, it gives us a, a good help to help us respect ourselves. And when we respect ourselves, we, it, it can do nothing but help us respect others, respect God, and it trickles down from there and it comes back up through the chain. So living for the Lord brings us more confidence and that in, in, uh, you know, goes to greater self-esteem. That's what respecting yourself is self-esteem. It's not being like, you know, full of pride and all that stuff. It's talking about having a healthy respect for yourself, you know, like, because um, what does God give us? You know, people can, when they don't have God, sometimes they don't, they think they have direction, but they don't have a real direction. They don't have a true long-term, you know, uh, goals and, and plans and so forth. Yeah, they have plans and I'm going to retire, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to enjoy this, and I'm, you know, whatever, and they're saving up, and, you know, or, or, you know, careers or hobbies, and that's all good, but God gives us the ultimate plan. It was a plan that he had for us before we were even born. Amen. He told Jeremiah, while you were in your mother's womb, I called you as a, I called you as a prophet, the youngest prophet ever in the world, right? Not even on the scene yet, and he's already a prophet. You know, it was God showing that God had his plan for, you know, for Jeremiah. Of course, he had to go with the plan. And God has a plan for each one of us. And we should go with the plan. And God has goals for us. He's got direction for us. And he has purpose. And when you have purpose, it gets you up out of the bed in the morning. It makes, you know, you, you, you're fulfilled. You're content. Maybe you're not satisfied. We never should be totally satisfied because we want more. Amen. We always want more, more of you. Amen. Amen. More of him. Praise God. And Jesus gives us all these things and much, much more. Praise God. And it's all through respecting him and him respecting us and us respecting others and ourselves. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.